Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Gates Evan International, your number one English source for all things Olympiacos. We're back for another live. Had some scheduling issues last night, but also to be frank, it's better that we took the time, uh, we took the night to digest. Here we are uh, back again uh, to perform an autopsy report. Now, you might be thinking, what autopsy report? The autopsy report from the match, the autopsy report of this season. Um, the answer to that question, ladies and gentlemen, is whatever floats your boat, whatever you like, ladies and gents. This is your show as much as it is ours. We want to hear your views, your opinions as well. We will be opening the lines up tonight for the fans. So do stick around for that. We will be dropping the link into the chat throughout the course of tonight's live. Again, I repeat, it's not just our show, it's your show too. That's what Gate 7 International has been all, all about since the beginning, bringing fans together of Olympiagos from all over the world, diverse community, Greek-speaking, English-speaking. If you're Greek-speaking and you're shy of speaking English, feel free to speak Greek. Um, so, so, yeah, guys, I've even... Put a poll in today's uh, in today's live stream, asking the question: Who do you go first, Costa with a C, yours truly, or Costa with a K, who's joining us tonight as well, or Labro? Uh, guess who's winning um, <laughs> on a night like the surprise tonight. of no one. But yeah, so maybe guys, uh, <laughs> how's it going? Like, are you? How are you feeling today? Are you have you calmed down a little bit since yesterday? You seeing things a bit more clearly, or um, thirty second statements, short answers? Costa, what's up? How are you doing, man? Long time no see. Long time no see. Well, uh, at least you know it's not mathematical yet, but Olympiacos are pretty much out of the title race. So, in a way, it does feel a little. Um, it does. It, it does feel a little cathartic right now. Just. You know, the cup is gone. Europe has been gone for a long time. Now it seems like the title has gone. So, you know, time to rebuild. Okay, well, yeah. So not many of you have voted yet. Uh, I'm going to give it a few few more moments, but it looks like people want to hear what Labros has got to say. So, Labro, buddy, welcome back to, to Europe. First of all, have you even yeah. been on a show since you got back to Europe? I don't even know. Maybe but once. Maybe give, once. It to us. give it to us. Yeah, guys, I'm going to be completely real. There's a ton of you in the chat. It's been a long time um, since I've been on and I've taken some distance because I just moved back here to Europe and it's been a difficult process. Um, you guys know that well, a lot of you, but um, I'm going to be honest. I think I said at some point... Um, when we were doing these podcasts, I hadn't missed an Olympiacos game in almost um, like four or five years, like five, six years. Okay, I'm true. Nice. Uh, but uh, <laughs> can I just read this comment? Can I just read go ahead? Go read it. So the, the DG14 read the question in the in the poll as who do you want gone first? And I was looking for Rabchuk option. <laughs> Okay, sorry, Labra. Also, Costa with a K, I think you're echoing a bit. Um, I saw that in the, the chat. Um, anyway, I, I, I think 
when I when we started this podcast almost fuck's sake th- over three years ago after the Wolves game I hadn't missed an Olympiacos game in in years like I always looked forward whoever we were playing good or bad I I never missed an Olympiacos game and the past two months it hasn't been because we're bad but because we're not performing but it's just like I feel like I've lost touch with Olympiacos and what I'm seeing on the pitch and what I feel when I watch those players and when, when I see the statements, I read the stories, I see this is going to be when I see the actions that are occurring in the back room, some of the statements being made about the referees and bullshit. I just feel so out of touch with with this team these days. Um, I just don't recognize the team, the club I, 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 I fell in love with as a kid and this stuff about the referees all the time, the stuff about the just illogical decisions, the shitty football, the the, the fear of certain, a lot of fans and journalists to write their opinions because of outcry based on 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 leadership attacking them and things like that. I just I like I don't recognize Olympiacos anymore. I don't recognize what this club is meant to be anymore and that's really painful um yesterday i literally just i'm not gonna watch the game i I, it it brings me so much pain like pain and sadness more than anything to watch or anymore and it's really hard to to say that um hopefully this will pass and everything but it's it is really painful, I think, deeper than like shitty football and deeper than um, et cetera, et cetera. It's, it's just more than a difficult season. It's just, it's just that feeling that, my God, like what the fuck is this anymore? I see the stadium. It's mostly empty for derby games. The one game course that you went to with Panathinaikos, it felt like it felt like that was Olympiacos, you know, the full stadium rocking, the fans on the side, everyone united. But it was like a glimpse of the past, you know. I, I just, I don't know. I just, I just don't see it anymore. I don't see, I don't see the fans with the team. I don't see, I don't see leadership um, uniting with the fans. I see leadership attacking fans, threatening fans. Um, yeah, maybe this all changes with winning and better football. You know, things get better. Things. But, you know, I, I, I watched Beznikasi to the end. I watched all this shit for a year. You know, like, that stuff was okay with me, you know? It, it was not fun. It was shitty. But this feeling is really, really, really bad, you know? And I think that's my key takeaway. When I watch Olympiacos play, I watch. It's like watching dead bodies. It's like watching... It's like nothing you know it's it brings you no joy it brings you no happiness like like what what is this anymore you know and then the fans attacking the referee and charging the pitch and it's just like who's gonna go to the fucking stadium anymore like who who brings their kids to this environment anymore this what what even is this anymore like I, i i i have no idea i i hope I hope that they just get rid of everyone in the back room and we we rebuild. But, you know, you look at Nottingham Forest and what a shit show that is. It's like 
maybe these people just don't know how to run a football club and this is what we're destined for now. I don't, you know, I, I really hope that it's simply bad apples. They clear out and we go again and I'm, I'm ready for a rebuild. I'm ready for whatever next season, but I just want to see the fans. I want to see, I want to see Olympiacos back. I don't, I, and that's not like winning titles. Of course, being an Olympiacos fan, you want to win titles every year, but it's more just that unity, the fans, a project, an idea, and togetherness. And we didn't see that anymore. Um, and there's so many. I remember when, uh, like, uh, I said to Adi, like, who gives a shit about the stats or something like that? It went, it was quite a famous moment on the podcast. But <clears throat> I, I really believe that. Like, what is, what is, what is Olympiacos without the passion? What is Olympiacos when people aren't, aren't afraid to go to our stadium and, Petros Mantalo scoring and showing his jersey. Like, what happened to Olympiacos? It's really a shame. And it's, and I wonder, was Martins just a blip? You know, did Martins save some things and we're going back to what it was before and this is what we can expect? Yeah. No, I'm, I'm worried. I'm worried. Like, they've done it before with Martins, but can they do it again? I think that's my fear is just, is this what Olympiacos is like bickering about referees and complaining about shitty Greek football and shitty players and referees and bullshit? Like, is this, is this what this club is now? Is that what this is? Like, this, this isn't what I remember Olympiacos to be. So anyway, that's my, my little speech. I've been very philosophical thinking about like growing up and when I fell in love with Olympiacos, even bad seasons losing but but i never felt like this you know um and i i just miss seeing the stadium full i miss seeing the fans sing you know and yeah i I don't feel connected anymore with this club i don't know what it is anymore so that's that's my opinion um i i hope it passes you know I, i hope it passes that's it that's it for me all right. Well, fans got what they wanted. Yeah, I can. <laughs> I, I can relate to. I can relate to some of what Labrus is saying. Like, it's been. Uh, <laughs> I haven't. Miss, I haven't missed the game this season, probably. Um, but it's it's tough. It's tough for all Olympiacos fans to watch the team this year, and. I mean, let, if we talk a little bit about yesterday's game, I mean, we didn't turn up in the first half. And I'm seeing a comment here from Matt Barnes saying it was my first Olympiacos game yesterday. Quite the experience. Yeah, quite quite a baptism of fire for you, Mr. Barnes. But, I mean, I, I, I've said it before, guys. This season, for me, the, the best way to describe it is that, that roller coaster analogy I always use. And... You know, more recently, I've been thinking about a quote from uh, Batman, The Dark Knight Rises, where where Bruce Wayne is in is in the dungeon with Bane and Bane has him like paralyzed in bed. You know, he's broken his back and he's on the bed and he shows him on the screen and he tells Batman, I want to watch you. I want to watch you like watch your city burn and try and climb out of this pit. And it's the hope that kills you because you think you can get out of the pit. 
Why am I saying all this? It's because Olympiacos this season have been like, it's been like Batman trying to climb out of the pit and failing, beating Ag in the, the the last the last game before Christmas. That gave yeah. us hope. That gave us hope. No, you're talking about the last game before the playoffs. Yes, sorry. Last game of the three-one away at Hagia Sophia. That gave us hope. So you go into the playoffs now. You've got a good fixture list. You're playing Aris at home the first game of the playoffs. Going to go and win that. Then you get a draw against Aris. You play against uh, you play against Balg. We beat them at home. Hope. Play Panathinaikos the next game after. We lose hands down. That's the story of the season. So like we're never gonna we're never gonna win the title anymore. It's like we're stuck in the pit. We're stuck in the pit. But the hope that we have and the hope that Labro is trying to express, as well as I am here, is that you know Libiagos does manage to take that 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 jump to the last hook and climb out of the pit and get back to what Libiagos is. Get back to winning titles, playing attractive football, playing dominant football, like attacking football, having a roaring crowd behind the team, egging them on. Not just not just the ultras behind the goal. The, the, the stadium was dead yesterday. So like 30, 31,000. I don't think it sold out, but it was dead. You could only hear the ultras singing from time to time behind the goal. And I mean... We can sit here and I know I know Mano Mano, you dropped a comment in there about you know you want us to talk about the situation in Ebo and Greek football and yeah, I think we we talk about it from time to time, but I, I'm I honestly to me to me more and more it just feels like an excuse to bury things under the rug, and I hear. Hear the statements from Olibiagos reporters and Olibiagos representatives that you know we've identified what the issues are, what the problems have been, and we're going to fix it. Um, yeah. You know they they talk about bringing in a new coach and bringing in new players, but you know I I, I don't I don't need to say it. Like, do we need do we need internal organizational reshuffle? Oh yes. Put it out there, like seriously. It can't. It can't just always be the players' fault. It can't just be. It can't just be everyone else's fault. Like, and all, all I've ever asked, like in this situation, this season, is to take a good look in the mirror. Say, is all right. Is everything going as we want it to? Are we happy with the way this is working? Are we happy with the results? Are we happy with the way that we've played fifty players this season and sacked four managers, or sorry, three managers? Three the third resigned uh, so that, that that's my thing, that's my thing. <laughs> have they have they really done their after like internally in there um that's my that's my big thing and we all want to see olibiagos return to to where olibiagos belongs and i think i'll i think i'll stop my my mini monologue there and you know surely Surely come back to that. And maybe last thing, for the record, yes, the, the referee and his assistant doing the video assistant refereeing yesterday, they were absolutely tragic. Yeah. Szymanski should have got sent off twice before he, got a, before he got a yellow card. 
the penalty as many times as I've I've seen it. I've seen it 10, 15 times. To me, it's not a penalty. I heard Betarades and Katsurani saying it was. Like, I can't see it. I can't see how it's a penalty. Like, okay, we've gone into the half, one nil down. Haven't had a shot. Haven't had a shot on target. I can't remember anything in the first half. Do I, don't even get me started into a tactical discussion on the tactics yesterday. Going with a 4-2-3-1 against Ajax Diamond formation. Huang and Envila couldn't do anything. They're completely outnumbered in midfield. The last thing I'll say, and I'll hand to you, Costa. The, the day that we decided to part ways with Mitchell, it ended there. Finish! It ended there. Any hope, any hope for the title... It was very slim, but maybe you could make a push to get a second place spot. Maybe, but it just shows that the thinking there was he resigned, whatever. It's just they they thought that could be an electroshock for the team to wake them up. That they it's all wrong. It's all gone wrong. Everything that could go wrong this season has has gone wrong. I'll stop there. Sorry, Costa. No, no, of course, man. You can say whatever you want. Just a very quick question. Two questions, actually. First of all, can you guys hear me well now? Yeah. Perfect. Uh, second question. Can I swear or have we decided no more swearing because YouTube gets piss, gets a little pissy? Yeah. Okay, well, I'm going to try and keep it nice. Well, you you guys pretty much covered everything, every, all, all the basics. Well, I do want to say, though, um, was the refereeing tragic against Karaiskaiki? You damn well it was. You, da you damn skip it was tragic. Obviously, uh, Olympiakos deserved a penalty when Vida practically pushed Pakambu from behind. Obviously, Simanski should have been sent off when he almost uh, destroyed, when he almost shattered uh Matteo Valbuena's ankle from behind. Uh, Domagoy Vida's penalty was one of the softest I've ever seen. And, of course, Amrabat fouled the Rabchuk before the third goal. But I got to ask, guys. I mean, I'm not going to ask. I'm just going to say it. It's not the ref's fault that Olympiacos started the season with a manager whose cycle was obviously finished at Olympiacos. It wasn't the referee's fault that Olympiacos saw three managers leave in one season. It wasn't Olympiacos' fault that Pedro Martins's replacement barely got a month to work, was sent packing, and now he's kicking ass at West Brom. It wasn't Olympiacos' fault that a talented player like Philip Zinkernagel was shipped out on loan like he was nothing. It wasn't the ref's fault that talented players like Hugo Kauper and Svetosar Markovic were sent off like were sent packing like they were nothing. It wasn't the referee's fault that we went a full summer transfer window without a technical advisor, technical director. It wasn't the referee's fault that, that Olympiacos signed three star players, none of which managed to deliver in any way, shape, or form. Versalico, Marcelo, James Rodriguez, one worse than the other. We can go all night about uh, Epo. We can go all night about the referees, but that's not what Gate 7 International does regardless. But the thing is that the, the, the mistakes that were made this season at the club were criminal. They were amateur. They were childish. Olympiacos turned into a more inflated squad than Chelsea 
built by three different managers and no one could work no one could work work out what's the best formation who deserves to play it was impossible to create a, a dressing room atmosphere absolute disaster of a summer of a summer transfer window and an even worse preseason the writing was on the wall from uh, from very very early very very early the, the the writing was on the wall that this is where this is uh where this whole thing is heading uh mercifully is it's technically over mathematically not yet but mercifully it's over i hope Olympiacos don't finish fourth i really really do uh from then on i gotta say guys i'm quite pessimistic about the whole manager thing today i wrote an article um based on the story the daily mail wrote that steven gerrard was uh, has been basically warned not to come to greece not because of Olympiacos, but because of the corruption because let's face it, guys, this, se this season has been very corrupt in many, many ways. Uh, and then it is very, very... It, word on the street is that I control Epo right now. And this has been a very corrupt season. And Gerard has been advised against going to Greece because of the corruption. And that's Steven Gerrard we're talking about, right? We're not talking about a top manager. I mean, would I have Steven Gerrard? Only if Mike Beal came with him. If Mike Beal was his assistant... I would have Steven Gerrard, but right now, yeah, that'd be that'd be a bit of a Gennaro Gattuso kind of situation for me. But then you look at other managers like Marcelino. He turned down Olympiacos three times in the last 10 months. You look at Bahar, who's basically ready to sign with Red Star Belgrade. If I'm being honest, I feel like Olympiacos' best option would be a project kind of manager like Mikel Arteta was at Arsenal. Uh, Eddie, like Eddie Howe was at Newcastle. So I don't know if that means Esteban Cabiasso or someone who's, you know, still cutting his teeth. Like I'm talking about Sabi Alonso type deal with Bayer Leverkusen because I cannot see a big name coming to Greece anytime soon. And Olympiacos are giving good money. Olympiacos are giving him the, new, the potential new manager good money. But... The project is just not attractive enough. Plus, Olympiacos won't be in the Champions League next season. So the way I see it, how do Olympiacos bounce back? I feel like maybe this is the time to actually uh, to actually go for a project because getting a getting a hungry, talented manager, start showing some faith in your t young players. I really like Alojeropoulos. I really like Doi. What happened with Markovic and Kaupers was just ridiculous. If Olympiacos had Markovic, the defense would have been so much stronger. If they had Kaupers and they did manage to get Bakambu, Olympiacos would have had an El Arabi type, Hassan type duo thing. One coming from the bench, maybe. I don't know. I I, I can't really see a quick fix in this because Olympiacos are going to be playing the conference. They're not going to be a very attractive destination. They're going to miss out on Champions League money again. I don't know. What do you guys think? Do you guys expect a quick fix? Because the way I see it, I think that Olympiacos will, do ha will have to do something that I personally haven't really seen ever as an Olympiacos fan, and, and that is show patience. The closest I've seen them showing patience was with Pedro Martins when he didn't win anything on his debut season. I I have no idea. Honestly, I don't know for the manager. 
But I just think, Costa, something you said, I, I can't take the referee shit seriously when everyone and their mom, B230, fucking Nantes, relegation favorites in France, Karabag, Maccabi Haifa, like, you can... You can't barely beat Apollo Limassol. Like, who are you trying to kid? You're like the biggest joke in the in the world if you're trying to tell people the referees are the reason you're losing a title this season. Olympiacos is fucking terrible. Like, it's a horrific team. Like, it, it's just really hilarious when they talk. I know a lot of, like, I watched the shit with the referees, but okay. Like, literally everyone in the world complains about referee decisions. And some of them were shit this season. Some of them were shady, whatever. But Olympiacos, we, we've seen shitty decisions in Greece for years. And Olympiacos would still win the title, you know, either against or for, you know what I mean? Like, what I'm what I'm trying to say here is just like Olympiacos of old, you would hope, wouldn't give a shit about the referees and would go play football. And we would sit here and say, the team plays such good football. We know it's the best team in the country. I think Olympiacos is probably like the fourth best team in the country. Maybe fifth. Like, it's it's really shit. You know? It's really shit. I, I, why am I like Kim Kardashian? Did you see this comment? I, I don't even know what that means. But okay, I'll take it, I guess. No, no, no. What? What? I'll take it. Someone said it in Kim Kardashian. But anyway, I... I, I don't know what to say. Well, one thing I, I want to, I kind of want to think about is like, where was Olympiacos almost like 10 years ago, almost 10 years ago, we were playing in the round of 16 against the champion in the Champions League and beat Manchester United 2-0 at home and won the title. I think we won the cup as well. Mitroglou was amazing. And then it's like, holy shit, like, holy shit, like, where are we now? Um. Yeah, it, it's just like, where is this club going? What, what what are we doing? You know, Panathinaikos is going to build a new stadium now as well. Ike has a new stadium. Is this the? Is was it not just the end of Pedro Martin's cycle, but what it was it the end of Olympiacos' cycle as the team, the powerhouse in Greece? I mean. Mate, I don't, before yeah. Pedro Martins came in, we didn't win a title for two seasons. Yeah. So that, that's, of course, I, I thought a lot about this is, was Martins an aberration? And are we going back to where the club was pre-Martins, you know? That depends on many factors. I mean, one other thing I really need to stress out is that any sort of talks about transfers and who's coming in, who's coming out is redundant because it all depends on the manager who's coming in right now. And... Like I said, the, the, the Olympiacos are not spoiled for choice. You look at Marcelino, who is not exactly elite manager. You can't really call him a, a proven manager. And he turned down Olympiacos three times. Uh, Steven Gerrard, who is not an elite manager, is, it looks very, very unlikely. Uh, but then again, Olympiacos are an institution in Greece. And we've seen bad seasons. I saw Olympiacos lose it in 2004. I saw Olympiacos losing in 2010. And let me tell you, 2010, that was a really bad year because Kokalis was selling out. And Olympiacos almost ended up with Lavretis Lavretiadis. And if Olympiacos, and if Lavretis Lavretiadis did, did, did take over the team back then, 
Olympiacos would have been in much, much, much deeper shit right now. Like, forget about all the, forget about all those Champions League performances you were talking about. Labros Olympiacos wouldn't even be in the uh, in the Europa League qualifiers or in the Europa Conference League qualifiers right now if Labretiadis took over. I'm gonna say this first of all. I need to clarify something. I'm talking about Olympiacos right now. I'm not talking about Nottingham Forest. I'm only talking about Olympiacos. Uh, a lot of mistakes did happen. Um, does Vagelis Marinakis have responsibility for those mistakes? Of course he does. He is at the top. But he also has advisors. And when you're running a business, and a very important business like Olympiacos, and you place people that you trust that give you advice, well, it is smart to listen to their advice because that's what you have them there. So there needs to be an internal reshuffle to avoid the same kind of mistakes. Uh, I feel like talks against Vigelis Marinakis, you know, the heavy talks, like, you know, if Marinakis left Olympiacos, that would have been the end of Olympiacos, in my opinion. If if Marinakis left Nottingham Forest, honestly, I don't know what the future of Nottingham would have been. I honestly don't know. But if Marinakis left Olympiacos, that, that's, that's the end of Olympiacos, basically. Like, you think this season was but bad. That's the well, game. let's... Let's see you next season in the playouts. Yeah, that's the that's the that's the power. It's like don't complain too much because you'll No, no, but that's what they want to try and do, Labro, as well. Like you could argue like the whole back um the whole behind the scenes thing that's happening at Epo and the the struggle for power there and how that changes from, you know, okay, Banfanagos having the power or Bauk having the power, Ayak having the power. It, it's all a, it, you, we all remember years ago when they all when they all came together to what, what, what was the term that they used? Exigence. Exigence. Like, we're bravo. going to clean up. We're going to clean up Greek football was their thing. And all, all three, all those three guys, Melisanidis, um, uh, the Russian, Savidis. Savidis. And, uh, Twitter, I guess. God. Alafuzos. Alafuzos, they all came together and they say, we're going to do, we're going to clean up Greek football. Cleaning up Greek football was essentially get 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 rid of Marinakis. That's what it is. It's just trying to drive him out. And I do agree. Like Marinakis took over the club in a difficult in a difficult time. If we'd have gone with Lavridiades, we'd be in big trouble. Um, but it does. Yeah, ch- ch- chairman's Chairman's got to wake up too. Like I feel like he's. Uh, like he he's uh is is blind fury sometimes. It's like I I don't I don't agree. I don't agree for any chairman to be going down to the pitch. The, the, the pitch I know Greek football is different. I know Greek Greek football is a special thing. Yeah, in the in the way that things are conducted. But even this this is an issue in Greek football. That the the field the pitch is for the players. It's for the it's for the manager and his team. It, it's not to see that. You don't want to see that on a football pitch. What happened yesterday at the end? Balls being kicked onto the field. Hooligans rushing the field in a menacing way. It's like like you were saying, Labro. Like I have three kids. I want I want my kids to be Olympiacos fans, but I don't want to take my kids to a game and see that. Or you know they they threw they threw chemical uh, chemical bombs onto the pitch yesterday to disperse the crowd. Tear gas, yeah. Tear gas, like I'm, I've I've had I've experienced tear gas. It's not a pleasant feeling. So like, 
that's not an environment to take your kids to a football game. You're gonna so, you know, bring your kids to get tear gas? Like, are you fucking kidding me? Exactly. Like, and what, what and what's the example? Your 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 president is kicking balls onto the field, and it's craziness, man. Anyway, craziness. Um, but like going back to the manager issue, this is a good comment from Andreas Mitis. Is there's no logic in the rumored manager names? Completely different styles. Start rebuilding the organization and decide on a direction. Then, uh, then comes the coach. So you know, I I agree a hundred percent with that comment, and that's that's exactly what you, it's exactly what you feel when you look at the names that have been mentioned from 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 Gerard to Sergi Rebrov or uh, Marcelinho Gattuso. Uh, uh. Leonardo, Leonardo Jardim was mentioned at one point as well, and you just think, all right, you look at the the ways that these managers, they set up their teams, the kind of football that they've displayed, where they've been. And you think, how does this, how does this fit the Olympiacos DNA? And actually, I don't know, man. Like I'm, I'm as much as I think Gattuso is like, <laughs> I, I feel I'm laughing just thinking about it, but is, is that what Olympiacos needs? Uh, somebody that's going to come in, like a like no doubt, like a passionate figure. And actually, I talked to a Napoli fan about this, a uh, good friend of mine, and he'd heard the rumors and he said, "What kind of coach are you looking for?" Maybe this guy. <laughs> How about it? This is the guy who called me Kim Kardashian. He really doesn't like me. I, I don't know what I did. I feel bad. I it is a bit passive aggressive, eh? I, I don't know everything. I don't have all the answers, to be honest. I'm just, yeah. Go ahead, man. Go ahead. <laughs> no, I was just saying, like, do you want, if you're looking for somebody with a tactical brain, it's not good to so. If you're looking for somebody that can that can motivate the players, it, yeah, a general in the, in the back in the in the dressing room could be him. But you had a you had a motivator. And he yeah, Mitchell. Yeah. Exactly. You had him. He resigned. So I, I, I don't know. The like the coaching thing is really difficult. And I, I agree with you 200 percent Costa. I can't see who takes this job. I feel like I feel like we're in a similar situation to Eigen van Fanagos uh, in a sense that you look at who their managers are. They brought in Matias Almeida, who was a really good player back in his day. I didn't know much about his um, like his coaching, but I know that his teams played attacking football, scored a lot of goals like in the MLS and in Mexico. And he had a full summer to work with his team, no European preparation, no nothing. And he's managed to set up a team with a clear identity, a clear purpose, a clear way of playing on the field. Props to him. And Jovanovic too. And hello, Costa's cat. For those of you that are watching live on YouTube, um, could we end up with a manager that like has experience in some of the lesser leagues in um, in Europe or MLS? I don't know. I I'm a manager, and somebody, you know, what's the first thing a manager asks for, right? I mean, one of the first questions is who's going to be on your squad next season, and they tell you, oh, we've got a list of fifty players. You have to get rid of them, or you know, it's not even in the manager's hands to get rid of them, is it? 
the club has to sell them has to loan them really really difficult guys i really i really don't have anything inspiring to say when it comes to selection of a new manager all i can hope is you know reflecting a lot of the comments we've received that the choice of manager is is linked to the way that we want to play the way that we want to see olympiakos and yeah. i'm i'm glad that's not my decision but, but who who who's 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 picking the manager i i really wonder it's like the yeah. same people who brought us the players the same people who brought michel the same people who brought corberan i Corberan was a good option, though. No, no, no. It was. was yeah, no, but... I hear. I hear it was bad timing. I hear that argument, but he is a good manager. He yeah. is a good manager. But what I'm trying to say is, um, um, is no one going to go from 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 the season from the back room? Like, is that something they're waiting to the end of the season? But I, I, I just don't get it. Like. I, I don't I, I don't know that that that's my big question. It's just like they're the ones that are going to continue. They're going to continue on. I just it's confusing to me. Um, also, yeah, I I just assumed that a new technical director would come in and he would bring the coach he wants. Right. I can only see a Cambiaso style of uh, of addition, but. Like let me let me say this. Like last season, Arsenal had their worst ever Premier League start. Uh, they had their worst start since the fifties, and at a time when a, managers like Antonio Conte was available, and they stuck by their man. And here they are. Here they are pushing for the title. They're probably not going to win it, but here they are pushing for their first Premier League title since two thousand and four. I just can't see Olympiacos doing something like, something like that. I can't see them doing something like Bayer Leverkusen with Xabi Alonso. I just, I cannot see that because there's no, there's no patience in Greece. Kostas Vernikos was here with us. Granted, he was talking about the academy, though. I can't see it. No, fuck Lucesco. Of course not, ask Seven. Definitely not. Fuck that. And, and as for you, ask Bigeregelaya with, with that really long uh, username. I would not. I would only have Steven Gerrard at Olympiacos if he brought Mike Beal with him. If Mike Beal quit his job as Rangers manager and became Stevie G's assistant again, that's the only way I would have Stevie G at Olympiacos. Yeah, I. I, I this is going to be really bad to say, but this Olympiacos board and the way they operate, they deserve Lucesco. Come on, relax, behave. Lucesco no, would I, never I, join a, but, join Olympiacos. No, no, no. I, I, I didn't say Middle he's going to come, but I say read the statements Lucesco makes, read the statements the board produces every week, and they're a match made in heaven. I'm leaving it at it's that. It's not going to happen. It's not going to no, happen. No, it's not going to happen. I'm, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but they're, 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 they're more like this. They're pretty simpatico whining about referees and bullshit instead of talking about the football on the pitch. Like, does anyone yeah. believe any of the shit Luchescu says about the referees you watch Pauk play? And it's like absolute shit as well. It's um, it's distracting from the shit football. What Olympiacos does as well. They they release statements about referees and bullshit all day to distract from the really shitty football they produce. This guy hates me. This guy Petros really hates me. 
Yeah, but you do rub off on people like that. I do, <laughs> I do. But I do think Luchescu and the current board of Olympiacos are a perfect match, personally. I don't know. I, I, I don't yeah, know. this guy really has it on you. It, this doesn't make yeah. any sense because Labros and Pauk, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't love Pauk. But no, I honestly, guys, I don't know where this goes. I Preferably, I would want an announcement that the whole board is gone. I, I'd want Carambe gone. I want Verrezzo's gone. I want them all gone. I'd want a new start. And I'd want the new board to select a new manager. That That's my opinion. That's, maybe that's insane. Like, maybe that's crazy. But I think um, for a disaster like this season, you know, it, it we should have new people selecting the coach and new people should be brought in because the season was very bad. So I don't know, maybe, uh, maybe I'm crazy, but I read the names as well. I, I, I like, uh, the Ukrainian manager. It seems like he wins. Rebrov. 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 Um, a good but I know nothing. I'm going to wait. He's a great until, player. I'm going to wait. Um, and see the manager with everyone else and see what happens. So to be fair though, that even the even Olympiacos' management have been doing everything on the fly. The big mistake, that was the big mistake, keeping Pedro Martins, that's where like it, it it's really hard and probably moronic to throw it all on one person and one thing. But Olympiacos did everything on the fly this season. And it all started with those with with, with with that hierarchy, with that management not listening to what we've been saying all season last season, that you cannot go with Pedro Martins the next season, which is this season. If they had done what they're doing right now last season, if they had said, okay, you know what, Pedro, you're a club legend, thank you for everything, but it's obvious that we're both drifting apart right now, let's end it right now when with you... Uh, with you at the fiesta with a with another trophy on your hands maybe we'll give you the mic say goodbye to the fans you'll get a standing ovation by the entire stadium you're gonna leave a hero like you deserve and let us find a new manager to continue your work or you know help us find the olivia because we dream and love what they're doing right now they should have done it last season when olivia were finishing the uh the league 20 points ahead of uh whoever the hell was second that's what they should have the park was second they that's where it all began. But now we're going to see Olympiacos working on it for real with time on their hands, with, uh, with, uh, with, in a calm manner, thinking to themselves that there is time to get someone in. There is time to fix this mess. So, yeah, I am. I'm also quite uh, overwhelmed by the entire situation. But at the end of the day, like, I try to I try to see the other side of the coin. Here's a take from Jonas. Will Gattuso be all that bad? His charisma suits Olibiagos. We might need a coach that can yell at the players. He's a warrior. We need that kind of attitude. That's a take from from Jonas. Uh, I see that the basketball guys are in here as well. Red point guard. Of course. Big up to them. Of course. If you guys don't know about red point guard, then I don't know. You, you know nothing. So go yeah. check out Point Guard on their social media. They are the best source for Olympiago basketball news in my, in our humble opinion. 
and the guys say thanks as always for the great content terrible season still the main issues of the club culture it feels we are a vehicle for agent games and there is a complete lack of vision uh, i tell you what buddy the if it weren't for the basketball team this season i think all olympiagos fans would be going completely ape shit and uh, looking for the game on thursday playoffs olympiagos versus fenerbahce for the first game of the Euroleague playoffs, uh, and I really mean what I said. Uh, if it wasn't for the basketball team, it would be so much, so much worse. And I, I always love addressing these uh, these comments as well. Agapite Petro, Katarjas, then he must have to Canada. I love Canada, by the way. No, no beef with them. Εδώ είμαστε Ολυμπιακοί από όλα τα μήκη και πλάτη της γης, από όλο τον κόσμο. Είμαστε ανοιχτές, είμαστε ανοιχτοί σε όλα, σε όλες τις απόψεις. Αλλά πάτε και στηρίξτε την ομάδα του Καναδά, πού το πας. Επίσης, Πέτρο, μπορείς να έρθεις να μας, να μας τα πεις αυτά στο, στο link. Έχουμε αφήσει link στο comments, μπορείς να έρθεις να μας τα πεις... Στα μούτρα, να, στα μούτρα να δείξει το πρόσωπό σου και να μας τα πεις όλα αυτά έτσι. Εμείς εδώ, εδώ, έλα, έλα. Πάτα το link. Έλα εδώ να βρει και το λάμπρο που τον βρίζεις πανεύκολα από το πληκτρολόγιο και έλα να βρει και εμένα, έλα να βρει και τον Κώστα να, 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 να δείξει και στους υπόλοιπους πόσο μάγκας είσαι. Κανέλα, έλα, πρόκει. εδώ είμαστε. Σε περιμένουμε. Θα είμαστε εδώ πέρα και κάνα τεταρτάκι τουλάχιστον ακόμα. Έλα εδώ να μας τα πεις. Anywho. Sorry. Anywho, yeah. Yeah, there, there, το ξαναβάλαμε. Πετρά, πετράκι, το ξαναβάλαμε. <laughs> Εδώ είμαστε. Λοιπόν, <laughs> <laughs> the link is open to whoever wants to join the show, then. Yeah. yeah. We're a democratic podcast. We are. But anywho, I mean, this is the situation right now with Olympiacos. Uh, yeah, it needs a, Olympiacos need an internal uh, rebuild. It all needs to start with that. Absolutely, uh, absolutely, that's the case right now. And from then on, it's it all starts with uh, when it comes to the on-field stuff. It depends on the manager. Depends on the manager. I, I'm not too worried, though, guys. I'll be honest with you, because Olympiacos are an institution, and uh, I, I I did talk with a member of the club not too long ago, and. Uh, like uh, we did get the conversation back to Petri Nachronia, which uh, us uh, us three didn't experience them because we were way way young during that time. Uh, Costa and I didn't even exist for a part of it. Uh, and what he said was the big difference with this, with that, and this is that uh, there was no management back then. Whereas now Olympiacos are very strong in that regard, in terms of management. They're not only that. They have a very powerful owner and an owner who is an Olympiacos fan, not just loves the Olympiacos, he is uh, he is an Olympiacos fan right now. So I'm not too pessimistic, but the thing is that because Olympiacos and the Greek League is the Greek League mostly is not such a an attractive destination, and Olympiacos won't be able to attract much of an elite manager, we're, we're gonna have to show um a patience, the kind of patience that uh, the kind of patience that we haven't really seen in Greece for a very long time. I couldn't imagine a Greek team showing the kind of patience and faith 
that Arsenal sh- have been showing Miguel Arteta. I just can't see it. No. No, but per- personally, guys, like we, you know, we we support the team in the good times and the bad times, and that's a little bit where I disagree with with Labro. Labro's a lot younger than me, and your blood boils faster than mine. Uh, it, it is what it is, man. Uh, I'm I'm ready to to take to take the pain. I'm definitely ready to take the pain of not winning a championship next year if it means we start to find our identity again and we start playing attractive football. For me, for me, it's not it's not just about like winning the title. And do you know what? Like we've had that feedback from players, man. Players that have told us that this club it focuses far too much on the end result. Do you love the ballet? Those okay. insults are so bad. Those insults are just so bad. <laughs> Pedro, how old are you, man? And that's what I said to Pedro. No, 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 you, not you. Just <laughs> okay. We have a nice, um, a nice little, uh, nice little touch from our good friend Alexandros um, Alexandros Sism. We regroup for the summer. You sharpen the tools. Looking forward for the deep dives this summer and us discussing the coming season. Thank you guys for bringing light in the darkness. No, you know what, Alexandra, thank you. Thank you, first of all, for your donation, but more importantly, for your support, because that's what this channel is all about. It's all about bringing Olympiacos fans uh, from around the world uh, together. I mean, we're already, uh, we're already, we have an audience from every single continent in the world, bar Antarctica. We're, we're, being, watched, we're being watched by almost 100 countries. And this is what it's all about. It's all about community coming together, talking about our favorite team and uh, bring you the best news, the best interviews, the best content, the best stats. And obviously, you know, trying to bring something different that, you know, we mostly get through the Internet, through radio, through TV, mainly from Greece. And uh, we just want to bring you the best. And uh, you, Alexander, you just really, really helped us do this right now. We really appreciate this. Thank you, Alexander, loyal follower of the show. If you're watching for the first time, it's been quite an eventful one today. We're Gate 7 International, your number one English source for all things Olibagos, bringing together Olibagos fans from all over the world and Harry Potter from Canada, according to Petros Kotopoulos, 16-year-old from Greece. Those are... And Aris likes that. Ari co-host, probably well, busy working but listening to us at the same time. I would take uh, the scar. Man, I'm getting beat up tonight. It's like I'm like Rocky and uh, what's it called? Uh, like one of those movies. I'm, I'm taking. It's it called Rocky. From, from <laughs> the movie's called Rocky from from uh, from Drago or whatever. Oh my god, it, it's. That was th- that was four, I think four. I don't. Know. Ivan Drago was four. Yeah, I'm fucking getting getting hit bad. You know, I'm gonna have to make a comeback to Petros. He's uh, he's really got me down. But 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 regardless, I mean, I got a question for you guys. Do you think Olympiacos should make a serious bid for their conference next season, considering it's in Greece and everything? 
two years ago when we lost to Ludogorets and got knocked out of the Champions League, I said, Olympiagos, as, as it is, as it was in that state, as we are today, is a conference-level team. We play, and I still disagree with you. We play, we play in a conference-level league. Where are we in the coefficients? We're 20th right now. Olympiagos, Olympiagos' history, Olympiagos' mentality, Olympiagos' demands and expectations demand of us that we play Champions League. But Greek football has gone like this and European football everywhere else in Europe, almost everywhere has gone up like this while we've gone the complete opposite way. So um, I think it would be we would not be ready to play Champions League qualifiers next season. Even if, from what I've seen, the qualifiers would be in August, I think a proper rebuild requires starting from from the bottom, almost. If we're talking about Europe here, start with a conference. We barely beat a team like Apollon. No disrespect to them. Don't even know where they are in the Cypriot League right now, but I don't think they're in the top two spots. Yeah, so I, I I always go back to that statement, and people can people can laugh at me, people can ridicule me, but that's what it is. That's what it is. So I think yes, um, as, as much as that's difficult for a club like Olympiagos that always wants to play to win to win the title to play in the Champions League, having the um, having the Conference League as an objective seems wrong to many fans but it's not if you consider where we are as Greek football and that's the point I wanted to go back to earlier that, that before we, we started laughing again players that play for this club right now players that have played for this club and left one thing they all have in common one thing they all have to say about Olympiagos is that this club has absolutely everything it needs to be able to win a European Championship in terms of like the support base, the facilities, the 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 staff, like in ready from the cooks to the physios to like some of the coaching staff, the stadium, we've got everything. What they never understood is that the. The only thing that we seem to have as top priority is winning the league, no matter what, at all costs. And it's the at all costs that for me has led us astray. It's the at all costs that that that, that was part of the decision to keep Pedro Martins. A lot of people talk about Pedro Martins and the decision not to part ways with him at the end of last season. If you're asking me, it could have happened a lot earlier. Because last season, did anyone enjoy the football we were playing last season? I sure as hell didn't. But the other the other two teams that are top now, Panathinaikos and Ike, were so bad that it was so e- it was just so easy for us. And yep. we were sleepwalking into a train wreck to use yep. Labro's uh, Labro's uh, way of describing it. But what it was was just a false sense of security that had been built up around the team 
And it's the same full sense of security that we had when we lost against Ajax. Uh, sorry, when we uh, when we beat Ajax in the cup, 2-1. And we went into this game thinking, uh, we beat them at Ajax Sofia. We, uh, we beat them in the cup. We're playing them at home. We're going to beat them again. And we're going to play yeah. with the same lineup. We're going to play with Valbuena. We're going to play 4-2-3-1 against their diamonds. And it's all going to be fine. But no. Nah. It's a false sense of security and uh, sorry, security and superiority, a false sense of superiority that's led us here. And they really need to think about that. And there's the famous comment of Katanich as well from back in the day. He said he said he never understood this. This absolute need or obsession to win the league every year, it got him sacked in the end. Yeah. And you don't say that as Olympiago's manager, but. It's funny, like the, the, the players say that too. It, it, it leads us astray. I think sometimes it really does hold us back from from evolving and developing as a as a modern club could. Voila. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there, there's this rumor from um, there's a there's this rumor from England that uh, Arsenal in 2004 dumped the Champions League uh, in order to win the the Premier League undefeated. I'm not so sure that that's really true, but I could see Olivia. I can see past examples of Olivia because doing just that. Like for example, in 2012, when they had a, a team called Metalist Kharkiv keeping the uh, keeping them away from the Europa League uh, uh, quarterfinals, and they got eliminated out of nowhere in uh, at Karaiskaki. Yeah, and I absolutely agree with you, Olivia. Because have what it takes to make a serious bid for the conference and maybe even the Europa League, but there is. This this obsession to always winning the league, always being number one at home. But then again, I'll ask you this: Couldn't Olympiacos combine this? Can't Olympiacos combine winning the title and you know making a strong push in Europe every season? Labro, you got anything? No, I just I I, I just. Um... I just want to see what what's next. I think everything is uh, done now, and let's see uh, let's see the next steps. And I don't know. I I do hope that there's um, there's drastic actions taken, but I, I don't know anymore. I do think it would probably be most beneficial for us to to start in Conference League, you know, and get some confidence from the qualifiers there. And then go from there, because at at the moment, I can't see. We we haven't even touched upon the the the, the disaster with contracts, players leaving. Bakambu is he going to leave, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, I I I don't know. I don't know how where this goes. I just don't. So I think that's the million-dollar question, man. Where does it go? But I feel like Olympiacos can turn this around because they can finally rebuild without doing things on the on the fly and without throwing putting band-aids everywhere. Because it, it was a terrible time when Pedro Martins was let go. Because then Olympiacos were fighting were fighting for European qualification. Then they were fighting to get the ball rolling in the in the league. They were still looking at the. At the double, they had a team of 50 players. They had three superstars they tried to introduce, get them to work as soon as possible. 
the whole preseason notion was canceled. So now they got all the time. They got the chance to put together a preseason. Let's see. Yeah, I, I do think as well, I, I see a comment. If you take Canos, if you take Fortunis, Biel, it's not looked good the past few months. Um, you take Bakambu, you take Rodine, you take Pascalakis, and, you know, maybe you just try to build around that core and get it across the finish line, you know? Uh I, I would like to to see if we're if we're talking about what I'd like now. I would like to see some people get an audition. I would like to see like the likes of Gary Rodriguez, Verusai, etc. Masura sent home, and I'd like to see Bitiki. I'd like to see Pinakas play. Maybe Marinos from the B team. Supposedly fantastic. Kaluyeropoulos. The season's gone now, so. He's out of contract. I, yeah, he, he's probably he's gone too. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Um, but but what I'd like to see is, you know, why why not throw some of these guys in and see if they can stick as well? I know we're still competing for, for third place, so it's probably not possible, but um, I I would like to see a few of these guys kind of play and just see, oh, could Marin, Marinos, Marinos, whatever be – a backup winger next season. Let's see if he can perform against Volos at home. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, why not? It, why not at this stage? Like, if it's a choice between one of those players that's currently playing in the B team and a lesser player that's going to cost us a couple of thousand, a couple of hundred thousand or like one million euro that's not proven every day, every day. I go with one of those players that we have here already. Mm-hmm. And yeah. this goes back to the whole discussion about, you know, Greek players, youth, etc., which is a whole big other discussion that we love to have quite often on this show. Yeah. But um but there are players like, on that Augustine Ba has been like on the B team for two years, man. Like Christos Diatos gonna... is doing really well in the B team recently since yeah. Ibagasa came back. Like yeah. that that thing too, by the way, getting rid of uh, Ibagasa quitting or uh, nobody really knows what happened there, but Ibagasa left or Gas and came in. The other coach seemed like the most incompetent. Like he was losing like four or five nil to everyone. Who it was like, yeah, it was like a charity case. Like what, <laughs> he was. I mean, he was the he was a manager at youth level for the Cypriot team, the national team. It was a disaster. I don't even think he like won a game. It was real bad. No, but it, it, it's it, since Ibagasa came back, getting the, results. The B team's getting results. Yeah, and you look at mm. the, the lineup choices as well, and some of these players like Marinos, uh, Algasimba, Pinagas scoring the other day. I think Liatos has scored the last couple of games back to back. Uh, in, you know, in UEFA magazine, they were talking about Liatos as a next Galetti type player almost. <clears throat> I'm sure, you know, t- terrible comparison, but mm. I'd, I'd like to see those players get a chance this summer. Uh, granted, we've got a we've got a chop. We've got to chop a lot of players this summer. Yeah. Um, and you know, knowing even that like, we... even Bitiki, like 
Where he is hasn't he? played 90 minutes. Like why? I, I remember he, he played, he had, he played a bit and I was like, Oh, what, what is, he doesn't look great. But then he played one game for like 30 minutes and I was like, okay, I can see something. And then we just never saw him again. I, I wonder what he would look like. He got a few games of 60, 70 minutes, you know, it's just, you never really know because he got signed and then he never played. So who knows? Yeah. Who knows what he is? I don't know. I don't know if he's good. I don't know if he's bad, but yeah. Uh, Jonas, I did not see Huang's face at the end of the game. Oh, you uh, didn't see the picture? It was trending all over. Uh... No. Yeah. I haven't seen that picture. It was like literally, I think someone tweeted, it was like the moment where you're like, where the fuck have I come? And it was like when the fans were storming the field and he was, the game ended and it was just like one of those, I think. Um, Juan cannot leave, man. Juan cannot leave. Yeah, but Juan is a Juan is a luxury. If you're Juan, you leave. But (laughs) but if you're Olympiacos, no. Yeah, you don't want him to go. You don't. You don't want it. I'm looking for that picture right now. It's on. It was on Twitter trending. It was like a meme almost. Let's have a look. Can't find it. But it's not. That's the thing. There were so many players on loan, and there's there's pieces to play with right it's it's doom too many there's too Too many many. but but there's a lot there's a lot of people coming back like zinker nagel is coming back of course um abu bakar kamara no (laughs) but obligation to buy yeah (laughs) fadiga is coming back you know there could be interesting Interesting. There's sixteen. Interesting. There's sixteen lone players coming back. Yeah, I counted but, them the other day. But if you're, if you're, if you're a manager coming in, you 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 do have that as well. You know, you you can have a second. You can start training camp, and you say to all of them, like, what happened in the past is not, even. You could bring even Pepe back and be like, what happened in the past is the past. Yeah. Free reign now. Mm-hmm. Like, prove it to me and. Let's go. Yeah. I guess that's the bit, the one beneficial. You come in and you have a super competitive camp and you have a ton of guys there and you go, you go. And yeah, I guess that's the plan they have. I mean, guys, they're going to have to, they're going to have to look at these options seriously. The lone players coming back, the players in the B team, because. uh, Yeah. The money available and the budget of this team is not going to be the same. Yeah. Not going to be the same this summer. They're going to have to be so bad as well, though. Like, El Arabi is, is done at the end of the season. Um, So who, who's going to play striker? Bakambu, like, there was all that talk and immediate, his contract is done at the end of the season. How interested is he in coming back, et cetera, et cetera? Um, yeah. No, but Anigo is not a coach, man. Like, so what? I I, I know what you're saying. Anigo yeah, is trying to find a manager, like, right now as well. And he's managing the team. It's... He commented on that before the game. I don't know if you read the – it was a no, like, no. pre-match comments, but he said, that, like, from his comments, it, it, was, it was implied that he's involved in finding the new manager. So he's coach, technical director – 
all of the above it seems still uh yeah but i i know what i know what wine tester <laughs> is saying here about micho and if and if yeah. he did what an ego was doing there'd be riots yeah. i know what he's saying and that I, I i i talked about that a little earlier on in terms of the tactical choices and the setup for the game anyone who brings he, kasami on bro like kasami in 2023 that's uh, yeah th those were your yeah. last two subs to turn the game around <coughs> kasami and Andrutos at the end of the game yeah yeah, yeah well you don't, yeah. you don't need to be a coach in order to not put three tens with Aik. it's true but do you guys remember at the end of the Besnik Hasi season how it was almost just like um, the statements came out and Marinakis was like, All of you leave, you've disgraced the club. Like, you're That's a Salaxolus. That's yeah, a Salaxolus, exactly. he said. Like, when is that coming? Do you think that's going to come at some point? Is that not coming? You know? I mean, it's I obvious that uh, there's going to be a lot of changes, but I feel like... But do you think he's going to make a public statement like that? Like, No. Or, because I remember that very famously. It was like a speech I don't, or something, and they had the transcript in the, in the media I don't and whatever. So I don't... I don't really agree with Costa. I don't really agree with Costa on that one. There might be a public statement at some point, but the thing is that Marinakis is also keeping tabs at Nottingham Forest, and now... Yeah. Now the big mission right now, the big mission, the big goal is don't let Nottingham go under. Because if they do well, this is going to be quite embarrassing. Olympiacos not, not even finishing second, Nottingham Forest going down, that's going to be embarrassing. Yeah. No, but, yeah, I, I the next month is uh, big. Like Olympiacos is finished and now Forest look like they're well on the way to be finished too. So, we can still turn it around. They can still turn it around, Forest. That's the thing about relegation teams. Every season in the Premier League, you do see a spark at the end, because that's when the when the survival mode kicks in, and you even see them uh, cutting points from the uh, the top guys. Yeah, they because did, they wanted uh, more. They did a good game against Liverpool the other day. But to be fair, Liverpool have been shocking this season. Liverpool have been kind of like Olympiacos. I, I told you guys that like before we uh, before the game where Olympiacos won 3-1, I told you guys, what if Olympiacos pulled off a Liverpool? It was a few days after Liverpool destroyed Man United 7-0. And they did pull off a Liverpool. They won at Opap Arena, first derby win of the year, ending Ajax undefeated streak at Opap. And then they screwed up with Aris. Mm. Just, like, just like Liverpool also, screwed up with Bournemouth just a, few, I, just a week later. I've seen a ton of people talk about this. This rumor about a football club in Italy being on the cards for Marinakis and blah blah blah. Which is true. That is true. Okay. okay. It is true. It is true. So I don't know which club, but you know, this someone mentioned Sampdoria, which kind of makes sense. Genoa is a big port in Italy. Port. He probably has relations with people in Genoa. You know, he's a he's a ship owner. The sh buying a team in a big uh a port city makes sense as well i i don't know why would you want to buy why would you want to buy an italian football team it's just a bit strange to me but yeah suluku went to roma as well yeah some people were saying he wants to buy roma but that seems a bit new new roma ceo Kalnikta jonas 
Have a good one, man. There's another Batman quote there, by the way, for football. Uh, sorry, movie fanatics. There's another Batman <laughs> quote there. Yeah. But anyway, I don't know. I may be joining Jonas too because I got to go to work tomorrow morning. Me too. Week, so. Me too, guys. So I'm going to have to take off. So uh, let's do the outro, guys. Let's let, let, let's bid everyone a good night. Good night, everyone. A good night, especially to Petros, who gave me so much love and called me a new nickname, Harry Potter of Canada. Whatever that not, means. I'm not even Canadian, though. Is that, But anyway, okay, I'll take it. Canadian people are lovely. Uh, good night. I don't think he knows where Canada is. That's very likely scenario. I wish him all the you best. You got attacked by a 16-year-old Greek man. Yeah. He also said, Guys. I work, I'm a political agent of the left wing or something as well. It's very strange. Okay. Did you also, see that part where he said that the link doesn't work? Yes. <laughs> and then everyone else said the link doesn't work. <laughs> Everybody else started clicking the link and like, yeah, it doesn't work. Nobody turned up. Nobody turned up. Oh, that was hilarious. The link to call out Nick, uh, Nick Kotopoulos or whatever his name was. Anyway. Um, oh, man. That was like, that. Uh, you talk about your keyboard warriors. Anyway, it's a good night from me. Right. Anyways, so, guys. Like and subscribe if you haven't done so already. Help the channel. Leave us a donation if you like to. Keep it going. Keep your yeah, keep your heads up. We'll be back soon. This is Gate Seven International by the fans for the fans. See you next time. Take care, guys. Go,